hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now Everyone to the Circle of Debate and MMA podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. So, host of TV is one obviously here with my other host, mi hermano, mi familia, mi miclo, the director, the one and only Chris <laughs> Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen, the director himself. And, ladies and gentlemen, today we are joined for one of the most uprising stars in the world of mixed martial arts, and he is a number three ranked in the battleweight division of Bear Knuckle Fighting Championship, ladies and gentlemen. And he's from my barrio too, South Central, baby, all day. Viva Mexico, su puta madre. That's yeah, right. Whoa. That is right. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome David Alessio Diaz. What is going on, man? Appreciate you for coming on the show, brother. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for you guys for having me. It's been a while that I do it. So. I was like, yeah, and I'm doing better after my last fight. I'm like, I think it's time to start getting out there. So, yeah, yeah, 100% down. Always on to help Rasa and... We're here, you know. <laughs> That's right, man. We're here, bro. And, and man, for you taking the time, we appreciate you for coming on here live on the show. And of course, we already have people here. Here we go. Yes, this will be a banger. Yes, it will be. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We got Clark Street in the house. Oh, yeah. Yes, we got everybody here. I love that we're getting we're getting um a lot of pro wrestling fans over to the the real fighting world. You know, they exactly. may be fans. They may be fans, I don't know it, but I love that we're merging the content over, and that's kind of why I want to do all this. So for yeah. me, it's like man, they're down to go in there and take an actual punch in the face, whether it be a boxing or something. To me, it's you gotta you could take his balls. You don't know how hard the person's gonna hit you. You, you know, sometimes the people that don't know how to fight are the most dangerous ones because they're just fucking rah, rah, rah. so I you know, I've you only know. done pro, I've only done pro wrestling and jujitsu, and I've taken some hard as fuck real punches in pro wrestling that we're pretty sure in te- unintentional. But I was like, I was rocked for sure. I'm like, I don't think I want to be hit by someone who wants to hit me, let alone. <laughs> I think he was supposed to hit me at full eighty percent for that one. Dude, that well, was an accident. I don't want a pro fighter to ever touch me, man. Like, it it happens. It happens in sparring. Something like it's it's not you know always meant to happen. You know, you, but there's ones in those. Once in those good full moons, you have a one sparring match that just fucking feels like a fucking prof- or an amateur boxing match because you're just fucking blah, blah. So it happens. It happens. So if I get it, I get it. Yeah, definitely. Hey, you know, I want to start off here, man. I just want to – man, I know you were born in South Central. I was born in South Central too, by the way. I was born right there on Slauson and Figueroa. So I was born right there. 
That was my my body right there. I was you born in South by La Figueroa. Yeah, La Figueroa. <laughs> baby. You're, you know how you know you already know Figueroa, bro. It's all the Figueroa. Like all it's the way. You know. <laughs> it's a dangerous place, man. It's a dangerous place. Just don't go all the way to Imperial or Century because yeah, that's, that's a whole different story, right? Oh, there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm there every night for my job, so I feel it. Like there's different levels of South Central. There's different levels of yep. South Central. There definitely. Exactly. Yep. Here you go. Know. But you know, take us through your journey, brother. How did you, you know, how did you get into the world of mixed martial arts? How did you get involved? How did it all begin your, your journey? Uh man, it's uh it still feels like a fucking movie, to be honest. There's there's still times that I just I still cry about it sometimes just of happiness of like, like they have I think Joey told me, Joey Bertrand told me it was a uh, imposter syndrome. He's like sometimes you don't feel that everything you accomplish, you belong there, but then you look at yourself and you're like, no, fuck yeah, I do belong here. It just, it just happened so fast. Yeah. Um, I was uh, just a dreamer, man. I was in fucking South Central LA training in my mom's backyard for on and off in her backyard. Me and my little brother just started doing it. When I just posted something up about like, man, we used to wrestle on blankets. You know, wrestle on blankets. We used to fucking wear multiple socks as gloves <clears throat> and of course being that young i was like what 18 19 17 telling myself man i want to make it in ufc ufc wasn't blowing up yet. ultimate fighters were still doing like open tryouts remember that ultimate yeah. fighter used to do oh yeah you know and for me it was like man i want to get into open trials but one thing that was like one of the rules was you were supposed to have an at least an amateur fight before that and I was not even in a gym. I just thought I could just show up. So I never I never did it. You know, years happened. I had a really bad, um, you know, point in life. I had a five-year relationship. Didn't work out. Uh, and I just kind of hit this. I was overweight, like 220 pounds or something. Oh, shit. Yeah, depressed, injured, fucking depth up the ass. And uh, I just told myself, well, what do I do? Do I go back to partying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Or, like, I'm 30, 31 now. I'm like, do I chase my dream that, like, I, the pandemic hit? I was like, there's nothing. Like, no, what can I I'm going to chase my fucking dream. Fuck this. You know, 10 pounds, 20, 30, 40, 50, 95 pounds later, you know, I'm uh, I'm fucking running my own little, just a little, a little gym in my apartment. One bag, two bags, and just me and my little brother doing mitt work. People started hitting me up to help them out. Uh, and then I see, you know, tryouts for BKFC, uh, in Arizona. I had like a little bit of money left. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go. I take off to Arizona to the tryouts. I remember there's like three camera guys, you know, recording all over. Yep. And they're like, there's like former, there was a guy that had fought Mayweather trying out. There was like, there was a couple of big names right now. It's kind of like, well, fuck, fuck it. I'm just going to have to do me, you know? Yeah. So when they go, you know, first round is going to be shadow boxing. Second round, tech, fourth, fifth round is going to be bag work. And then last round is going to be mitt work. So I'm like, all right, well, here goes three rounds of shadow boxing. So I get in my shadow boxing. I start doing my little style. It's a little different. It's dancey. It's very, a lot of flow, the way I move. Cumbia and merengue plays in my head while I'm shadow. Hey, there you go. So I remember doing my shit. And then, like, at one point, looking around, and there's the three cameras are surrounding me. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Like, all right, dude, just go with it. Start going with it. Get asked for my story. Tell them exactly what I told you guys. And uh, they're like, we're going to give you a shot. So from that point, I hit up. Uh, I was like, there was a Bellator champion at the time, former Bellator. 
the former BKFC champion, former Bellator champion, former UFC fighter, uh, Joey Beltran, yes. the Mex executioner. executioner yeah. Yes, sir. He was champion in BKFC, and I remember just thinking, homeboy fights like me. Like, I, I could see a lot of my, like, hood style, which is just fucking press on the gas, go forward, smother them, you know? And I was like, let me reach out to him, see if he can help me out. I hit him up on Instagram, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be in Miami. If you want to do it, you can come down here. We'll do you know, three classes, five classes. And I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll do it. I was in Miami. I met him at Knucklemania. And he's like, I'm going to be in Miami if you're down. So then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to time to leap, you know? Yeah. Go to fucking Miami. Uh, first, you know, first few ones I had paid him for the classes. And he was just doing this one hour with me, you know, kind of like, all right, another fucking guy says he wants to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much how many people hit him up a year telling him, I want to be the next fighter. And they never go train with him after one tryout, you know? So I went every day and I stayed in Miami. And every time we finished our trading, I'd still stay in the gym. He'll still be in there. I remember like the last two sessions, he was just staring at me like this motherfucker, right? Mm. And then the last session, he's all like, come back at 7. I did 7 a.m. He's like, come back at 12. We're going to do spring. And then after 12, come back at 7. So he had me going three a days. And I was doing it, just going. And one day we had a heart-to-heart. And he's like, I'm going to corner you for your fight. And we became like brothers. He helped me out with my mentor and... Boom, they gave me my first fucking fight. This this nobody from South Central LA who trains in his back mom's backyard with trash bags on. Like, like it was surreal, man. It was like fuck. They were putting me versus a guy that was the next Conor McGregor, nine knockouts, all wins. And <laughs> you know? And to me, it was like, I don't got shit to lose, homie. Like, if mm-hmm. you watch that first fight, I fucking I fucking fought like they were trying to take my last fucking yeah, hey, you know, like nah, <laughs> you're not. I just remember telling myself, you're not taking this shit away from me. Nominated fight of the year, yeah. Uh, I got fight of the night, first fight, yeah. second fight, fights. yeah, second fight. Moved to Miami, they didn't work out. I decided to move to Mexico. Uh, did a camp in a little like a, a second fight. I trade myself. I trade myself. I had no more money. So I came back from Mexico and I just trained in the park with a friend. Got mm-hmm. fucking ripped out of Planet Fitness and just me and a homegirl training in the park. Just stayed focused. Uh, fuck up the second guy. You know, <laughs> third fight, I decided to move to Mexico. I moved to Mexico. Uh, had to focus, not get distracted. I was in a party town, you know. I was in Sayurita Nayarit. So, oh, so I, yeah. Pure party town over there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Till the next day in the morning, you know how it is. Like. Yeah, till five a.m. and then you work out at seven. So before camp, I was doing it. I was like, dancing till five a.m. Training back at seven a.m. I was like, fuck it, you know, like I was fucking just. Then after that, I was like, all right, time to focus. So had to stay focused. Had my third fight. Very tough opponent. We got fight of the night. Got guy had one hundred percent knockout rate. Uh, first one he doesn't knock out. Took him all rounds, got fight of the night, and one fight of the year. So, and now we're here, man. I mean, <laughs> that's the fast. That's the fast version. There's a lot of bumps yeah. and and shit around that road, but that's just the fast version. Whatever you want to jump onto, you take it from there. <laughs> you mentioned the early days, Ultimate Fighter. Around that time, you were obviously watching UFC and MMA. And oh yeah. There's this current. I'm going to build the story up into this. There's this huge. Um, Mexican MMA community now. We have 
three actual champions, Mexican-born champions, Alexa Grasso, yeah. uh, Pantera, uh, Brandon Morena, and um, Yao Rodriguez. Rodriguez, Rodriguez. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, you had obviously executioner Joy Beltran was killing it back then. This is like 10 years ago for the casuals when I was, I mean, I've been watching for 30 years. So like I lived through this era as a fan, uh, sick dog, Hector Ramirez. You also had, I mean, behind you came Velasquez, the first Mexican champion to see it go. Well, from, no, first one was Tito Ortiz actually. That's true. You're right. You're absolutely but right. He was actually Tito Ortiz. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back, I go back a little bit over yeah. 10 years. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I remember, a lot of people, right? a lot of people do for they 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 give it to Kane, but yeah, I'd say first the heavyweight Mexican champion, but the first likable Mexican American. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Tito, people couldn't. Sure. I mean, Tito was from Long Beach too, you know. Honey, uh, honey, bad boy. Tito yeah, was from Long Beach. He so was a, he was the shit back then, but I mean, also not really. Uh, he was a heel. One of the first heels we had for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. he evolved in the community. I mean, from just I mean, just three or four names that a lot of them weren't main event status to now having three champions, how has that affected the fight community? Do you see more kids from your area or in your community, like getting into the gym now? Is this like when Machida became a champion, you saw kids taking karate. Now are you seeing more kids like yourself trying to get into the game? Well, dude, like for me, it was um, watch for me. It was watching, you know, like Cain Velasquez um, fucking having fighters like that coming up, being like, man, si se puede. We have a saying, si se puede. Yes, 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 so, I'm, I mean, if it affected me that way, um, definitely seeing fucking Moreno win the belt the first time, that shit got me emotional yeah. as fuck. Yeah. I mean, me too, I, he won it in Anaheim. I'm from a block away from the Honda Center. So to hear those crowd, that I know that community, and I know that they were, he's a second son to that community. So to see that happen there, I also felt, you know, I'm as white as they come, but I felt the, <laughs> the same passion and pride that they had for that win. No. Yeah. When he had that, I was like, dude, like I, one thing that hit, hit me was like, I want to know what it's like to be champion, dude. So I want that BKFC belt, you know, I want to hold it. And like, once I win, I got nothing to prove, you know, I, I like they, they, I, I told recently somebody, I wasn't supposed to make it this far. And they're like, shut the fuck up. You were. You were supposed to make it this exactly. far. He's, and I was like, fuck, you're right. So I got to stop being so hard on myself. But yeah, man, yeah. there's a, that, that does definitely send a wave, especially to young women, you know, especially in Mexico. That thing is so fucking crazy. A lot of fem, femicides, I think it's called, fem, feminicidios. Yeah. A lot of like disappearing young women over there. So I'm pretty sure seeing something like Alexa Grasso, it's a big inspiration to be like, we could defend ourselves. We could defend ourselves so fucking good. We could be champions, motherfucker. Like, yeah. So, you know, it definitely sends a positive impact to the youth and to people seeing people that we can relate to. Um, I've had it myself, people from the hood, kids, are like, dude, like, fuck yeah, I want to get back into it. You're from like three blocks from where I live. And I'm like, si se puede, that's what I say, si se puede, you just gotta fucking want it. So, yeah, definitely a huge impact, man, seeing these uh, pure-blooded Mexicans winning this. Remember when it was all Brazilians for one minute? Yes! All Brazilians. All Brazilians. Because jiu-jitsu and there, there was just some, some other type of animals, but as mixed martial arts kept evolving, you know, you stopped seeing one-dimensional fighters. You stopped seeing just the perfect striker. You started seeing someone that had amazing jiu-jitsu defense, striking, um, wrestling defense, and ground and pound. So, like, you started to see the evolution of these guys. Alexa Grasso, Brandon Moreno, perfect examples. Yair, you know, the way they evolved into where they're at now. And Brandon Moreno got cut 
and came back and won the belt. Yeah, yeah. Alexa Grasso was undefeated in her debut, lost to Felice Herring, and now is a champion. So you can't ever quit on yourself. And I want to bring up – I don't want to jump to the end of the fight, but versus uh, Thompson, you were yelling at the audience and the camera like, I don't belong here, I don't belong here. Um, almost like you're not only convincing yourself that you do, but convincing the crowd that you do. Was that the fight that really did that for you? Were you walking yeah. out there? Like, fuck that, the haters. Like, I do believe that I believe you're. Yeah, that was it. That was a solidification for my myself to be like, oh, because every, everybody's like, oh, he's going to get knocked out one round, this and that. And then next thing you know, I give up performing that fighters that or champion couldn't do with him, fighters that big boxers that couldn't do it with him. I mean, you know, I have a saying, either he's not that good or I'm that fucking great. And I do <laughs> believe that he is really good. So right. I am that fucking great. So, yeah, the thing is, like, I don't fucking belong here, so what the fuck am I doing here? And sure enough, man, after that fight, a couple of fighters that would talk shit to me hit me up were like, all right, you belong here. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that was, oh, yeah. uh, it was very pretty, uh, I I won something more than, the, than a win. I won a lot of respect, and I got to show people, holy shit, this motherfucker, when we go at it with him, he's not going to stop to the end. Can I hang? Can, like, they're going to fear that three, fourth, and fifth round because they know that's yeah. when I'm fucking blowing up. I'm like, let's go. I'm I don't stop, man. I'm energizer goes starts fucking energizer bunny till it ends. You know that that's just my style. Kill or be killed. Go forward, 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 forward. I have nothing to lose. Yeah, and if you go oh. back, if the fans go back and watch that fight in those rounds that you mentioned between three and four, you've been talking to them. I mean, uh, let's just say talking shit. I don't know if specifically you weren't being like mean, but you're definitely trying to get a reaction out of him. And he wasn't, and it looked like playing the verbal game with you. He was kind of focused. He was kind of ignoring the trash talk. But between four and five, I believe, you had said something to him, and he finally reacted to you. I think, like, after you got, I don't, no disrespect, you got dropped a little bit with the left hook. Yeah. You, you shook it off. You smiled at him. You gave him his props, and he started talking some more shit. And I think he either fist bumped you or said something like, I got you, or let's go. Like, he finally showed some facial recognition to your skill in that fight. But that happened in the later rounds, which is where you don't want your opponent to be. You don't want him to be comfortable coming at you late in the fight because that's the most terrifying thing. You won't go down. You're like, you know, the Terminator. It's like, what do I got to do to stop this guy? And he's talking shit. That's got to be just man. one of the scariest, scariest things to deal with. I don't know, man. I think having a kid might be scarier. But (laughs) (laughs) standing in front of some motherfucker that's gonna punch me, freaking like me. I swear to God, man. Even when he dropped me, I didn't feel rocked. I didn't feel his power. What it was was that round one jab that just caught me by his surprise and closed my eye. The I had to, but no excuses. He got. I got punched. I should have blocked it if it was, but because if I wouldn't have gotten punched, I would have made it. But that didn't happen. That's like if I said, if I had more power, I would have knocked you out. Well, guess what, motherfucker? I didn't have the power. So I didn't knock you out. So why even say that? But yeah, I think uh, uh, that's just my style, you know? And I wasn't really talking shit. And one thing he did, uh, he didn't want to say my name in Spanish. And uh, my name is David Diaz. My dad's name is David. He's from Mexico. So I go by David. I let friends call me David once we're comfortable out of respect, you know? But uh, this guy, uh, he said I tried to fancy my name changed my name and people were like nah dude that's his culture and he said fuck him fuck that i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. so that's what i was saying was that you're gonna say my name you know and, and sure right. enough what's my name what's my name yeah, yeah after he after he said there's a video bkfc poster that was like so what's his name he was like it's david 
It's like, <laughs> <"All right."> <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's even, like. even, even in a loss, it's on the record, but that's a, a win in the culture in the in the game. You know, yeah, yeah. You see, even when I lose, I win. Yeah, and it's like exactly. I won. I you know, I don't lose in that ring. I learned, like I said, man, I'm a. I I have I got into this game so late. People said I was too old. I never been in a boxing match. I never did this. And then now I'm ranked number three, man. I just had a fight with number two. I mean, I was apparently I was ranked number two. He was number three. They just fixed the ranking, so they switched us up to that. Now he's number two. I'm number three. Uh I don't take I'm not taking you no, know, I could have gone the other route. There's a lot of fighters that go five, six fights till they fight someone difficult. I fought two fights to get warmed up. In the third fight, I went at it with the t- one of the toughest guys that's been there since BKFC won. Yeah. Uh, not everybody took that fight. I did. I wanted to show the world and myself that I belong here and that it doesn't matter that he's super. He's not going to knock me. He's not going to drag dog me, and he didn't. So uh, it's a, it's not a losing experience. It's a winning exp- It's a learning experience for me, and I definitely learned a lot. A lot. I'm so that was like I told them. I told the guy like make me a better fighter, you know. As in, you know, the way that he's like popping me. That's what's gonna make me a better fighter. Cause I'm gonna go back and look at what my my blueprint. What did I do wrong? My movement was good. My combos were good. My cardio was fucking amazing. My chin is good. I just got hit in that eye. That was just it. So, uh, we're definitely on the rematch when we earn it. It's not gonna be the same. Oh no, absolutely. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, bro. I mean, like I said, right now you're you're on top of the game. You know, you're representing, of course. You know, you know La Raza, and not only that, but also what you do for the community as well. You know, because you know, you and I, we know we're familiar how South Central is. It's not, you know, hey, rainbows and all this crap. No, there's bullshit. It's we know how it is. The environment. Yeah. We, we grew up on that. We grew up in the streets. We know how it is. But like how you know, Chris mentioned about. You know, bringing that to the community, which I do see that, you know, what you have done by far. And do you see yourself to be like, you know, like how you mentioned, or like Chris mentioned earlier, like to be the set of the example to persuade getting these kids out of the streets to go more into the gyms, you know, learn how to box, learn how to do Muay Thai, learn how to do jiu-jitsu. Like, do you get them more like, do you feel that you're setting that example and do you feel like you want to give more to get them out of the streets so they can be more better in the gyms and you know, get their minds away from that, you know, away from that, that environment and just get them, you know, where we're at right now. I mean, do you feel like, you you know, that you're doing that by far? And, you know, how, like, what other, like, goals, he, ambitions do you have to help the community as well? Well, you know, it's crazy. When I first did my first fight, <clears throat> um, I got, I got asked that, um, I got, I got hit up by a lot of people, man. A lot of people saying that, uh, I was inspiring them. And, you know, the, after the first fight, it was something very, very hard to accept. Kind of like, nah, I'm a fuck up. Dude, I'm a fuck up. I always was, thought I was a fuck up. And then to be, like, an inspiration to certain people, it felt... I felt weird saying it, and I felt even weirder accepting it. But I I have... I did, after a while, I, uh, of processing and healing and learning... Um, you know, accepting that I am this fucking good and I have inspired some people. And I try to answer to everyone that hits me up when they're like in depression, tell me how, how to, what do I um, suggest they should do? And I tell them personal experience, what I do to get my head out of a gutter, you know, when you start going to depression. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I feel like I have become 
I'm only becoming what I would have wanted to have growing up. You know, we grew up with uh, cholo homies that would look out for us in a way or another. Yep. I had a friend who would like, when I was younger, who was helping me provide for myself in the streets. And at the same time, he told me I better never fucking join the gang. So, it, so, so you know, it's it's a weird big brother role model to kind of like, shit, yep. my gangster homie is hooking me up, but he's telling me I'm never going to join. But, you know, you learned like people like that are looking up to you. Uh, we didn't have that many South Central people, you know. I had some opportunities to settle out and I chose not to because I didn't want to be something that people can't relate to. Um, and I've kept a lot of my training at home with small gyms and it is for that exact reason. I want people to be able to relate, to know that there's someone like them. What the fuck did I do? It's just discipline. When there's no motivation, there's discipline. Sometimes I don't want to get up and train. Sometimes I don't want to go run or fucking wake up at 7 a.m. and give a class. But I fucking do it, and all that sacrifice pays off. Yeah. So in the future, if I can, once I uh, once I do, um, you know, I try to help out the most I can. My first paycheck, I gave it back to the community I got. Well, my paycheck was $1,000 my first fight. I put, got $1,000 worth of tacos and I gave them away at La Vida de Jalisco. Yes. Second time, I got taco stands offering to donate the service. So I got two taco stands giving away food. We had a lady giving away micheladas. Like, you know, and it was just all small businesses helping each other. Um, I would like to one day open a gym, you know, and offer uh, some type of like low income house program or just kids keeping the fuck out of the streets i promise if they work out two to three hours with me they won't have enough energy to be out there doing shit they'll be recovering exactly you know? hell yeah my legs are hurting my legs like yeah but tomorrow back to the gym and south central's got talent south central's got talent. and i like to say that i'm a little bit of proof of that you know if i did this shit out of a fucking backyard I don't have a lot, you know, I'm rich in a different sense. I have a lot of people that love me, uh, not with not with money, but with people. I got a lot of people now that, that take care of me, look out for me. Um, there's a lot of love. There's a big, big love community. But when one day, if I could fucking do that, I would love to uh, open a, a small gym or something and offer... And that's your gym right there. <laughs> <laughs> Puro perro bravo gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Puro perro bravo gym. It looks like we got a question here in the chat from Cage Mike Q. He's like, I always ask this question. How was the transition of the bait knuckle style from boxing? And how was the promotion treated? So there you, there's the question for you. Uh, what was that? That was how was the transition from bare knuckle box style from boxing? Uh... There's a thing. I was never a uh, boxer. I was always a street fighter. So my style was fucking wild and weird. And when <laughs> I saw bare knuckle boxing, I was like, this is something I know I could do. You know, there's always like, when there's always, I didn't want to be that drug deal that, oh, I'm going to put a chingar. I can fuck him <laughs> yeah. up. You put me in with a modelo. You put me in there, I can fuck him yeah, up. Yeah, uh, there you go. Hey, no, hey, no. Hey, so puta, man, no, I was like, <laughs> I was legit seeing like bare knuckle every event. And I was like, I could fuck that guy up. I could fight this fool. I know I will. I'll see guys get punched one time, go down 30 seconds, get punched two times and drop to the floor. And I remember saying it over and over. I won't go down. 
I know I won't if I just had a chance. But that chance is like one, like that chance comes once in a lifetime, man. Like I saw like an open tryouts. Let me fucking go shine. You gotta fight that. That I know that doesn't happen all the time. So I, when it happened for me, I fucking went full force, you know, into that. What was his second question? How does the promotion treat me? And then yeah, yeah that's what it was. Second question. Next question. <laughs> all right, all right. I fifth. There you go. I, I like, I like that's the answer for sure. It's a 50 50. It's a love hate thing, man. You know, they love me when I'm going to fight and they promote the shit out of me. Love to rank me number three to pull in the people, but I need to get paid. I have bills to pay. I've got injuries. Um, I know they know. I know in the beginning they thought I was just going to be some one guy that's going to come get his ass kicked. But now nah, I pretty much showed up. I am one of your most known fighters, dog. Like, so I think that's a, it's a 50 50 love hate. Really. I love I love the, the staff, the people that work there, everything. There's just some things that need to be fixed. And uh, I would love to continue to fight for them and continue. I am an original BKFC fighter and I'd love to stay there. I want to be in the video game, motherfucker. You know? There you go. <laughs> like, so. Uh, you know, I think they just need to work a little bit on prioritizing their fighters that have been there, helping the sport grow. That is a segue into a, a question I was trying to figure out how to ask, but that kind of is a perfect way to do that, is you see a lot of MMA crossover. You see even retired MMA fighters, popular ones, Luke Rockhold, Chris Liebman, Mike Carey, coming over into the game. Does that... For, I guess you could say the BK originals. Does that seem like a promotional threat at all? Is it welcomed because it brings eyes on the sport? Or do some people look like they're taking your spots? Nah, if you're trying to take my spot, you got to fight me for my fucking spot. No one's <laughs> taking go. my fucking spot. You're going to fight me. Fresh. You're going to pay me. But you're gonna you're gonna pay me for you're also gonna fight me for my spot. So for me, it's a, it's a dream come true. For me, it's bring on the Dotsons, bring on the homies, you know, bring on all those ones. Bring them. I like line them I up. Chad Mendes has been there. He's been for his yeah. third, third, second, or third fight. I but I mean, you know who did, they paid. I mean, you know, they announced that they paid him half a mil. It's like, bro, I just want ten or fifteen. You know, <laughs> I just want to admit, just yeah. go ahead, just pay your boy, you know. Anyways, oh, was... um, yeah, bring them over. There's no threat. The thing is, uh, uh, they put they they want to they want BKFC and former um, UFC fighters, they want they you know for promotion that's big. We have that happening actually. Luke Rockhold is gonna be fighting, uh. Another I, I forgot his name. It's Mike Perry. I think no, 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 that, that, no, yeah, Luke Rockwell this fight Mike Perry. I'm talking about Ben Roth, Roth, Rothwell. Oh, Ben Rothwell. Oh. He's fighting uh, another BKFC dude. He just beat Hardy. Oh, he beat he beat, he beat Hardy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he Hardy, just yeah. he just beat the he just knocked the fuck out yeah, of Hardy. So yeah, that was kind of that was kind of that UFC versus a BK one of our BKFC guys, and now they're putting Ben Rothwell versus this guy. Uh, what is his name? Stay down, I think. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, see, it's the cage of a um, fight against Mike Perry in London. That got that fight was crazy. Found it, Josh Watson. Josh, stay down, Watson. Bad guys fights are entertainment, big dudes. So, I mean, I mean, there's some dudes that are like, are, that's are a big, like, you know, that's a big boy. Holy shit! Oh yeah, hey, but he, he, he looks like Jason yeah. Sure. You know, I'm a, 
I like I said, we got we got Dotson in the mix right now. He's asking for a 135 title. Homeboy hasn't fought at 135. He's been fighting at 125. So shit, if he wants a belt, I'll go down to 125. We fight for the 125 belt. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of new people coming in there. Let bring them in, man. Bring them in. Wait, 135. But I mean, if you're gonna fight at 125, you know. Get your 125, but I don't like when people do that. Like Conor McGregor was like, fighting at 170, getting a 150 title for fighting. You know, no, it's like yeah. why don't your division work your way up? But I mean, I know those big fights are coming. I'm I'm number three. I know that every fight after this is gonna be. I mean, every fight has been a war, but every fight after this is gonna be a bigger war. So absolutely expect some big names getting ready to be lined up with me. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And there's a question for you right here on the chat. Could like get who is your Mountain Rushmore MMA fighters? Oh, fuck. All right, here it goes. I want to tell you from the people that I really liked is for me that were like memorable forever, you know? Tank Abbott was one of the first oh, ones. Yeah. Tank Abbott style when he came out. I'm talking, when you fool saw Tank Abbott when he first came out <laughs> and he was fucking leaving guys on the fence. Bench, <laughs> John McEwen. <laughs> backwards. <laughs> He, he was like, a, when I was like nine. He was that tío that you didn't want to get drunk at the carne asada. <laughs> I guess that, that is that motherfucker was the one you didn't want to fuck with. You know, he's definitely on my ride, Mount Rushmore. Chuck Liddell, man, Chuck Liddell. Uh, he just, I was there for his whole. That I was there for the whole Chuck Liddell era. So seeing Chuck Liddell, man, fuck, that was fucking awesome. Um, seeing up, seeing up, seeing his whole career. Even when, when Chuck Liddell started losing, it was heartbreak. Heart. Yeah, it was like watching like, a friend get knocked out. It was like watching a homie get knocked yeah, out. Like, like, oh. yeah. And after the fourth one, it was like, all right, bro, I don't want to see this. You got to hang it up. <laughs> um, definitely one that's up there for most is GSP. Mm-hmm. Um, GSP is... I mean, love him or hate him, you know, he fucking fought everyone and would dominate them. And after he won them, they weren't the same for a few fights. They were like broken. If you look at all his factors, maybe one or two guys didn't sink down, but a lot of them did. He would break those guys. Uh, how many do I got to put up there for? Let's do four. I think that's what Mount Rushmore is. Okay, yeah. so so we got Tank Abbott, <laughs> Chuck Liddell, GSP. Uh, GSP. And man, who would be my other guy? This one would be tough, man. Let me think for a second. Someone <laughs> that I would love watching and just love their brutality in there. Fuck, it could be a couple. It could be Vitor. It could be Silva. It could be, wow. you know, you know what, man? For the sake of actually making dreams come true and breaking a barrier. Cause I was super motivated by this guy, and he did do a little. If this motherfucker could do it, I could do it, and I'm gonna put him up there not because of his skills, but because of his accomplishments that he did. Kimbo Slice. There we go. Yeah, I like that. He went from backyard to the UFC. He fucking had a good. He had a beautiful slam with Houston Alexander. Like I said, man, he was a. He was never meant. He was never supposed to be in there, but he was. So I'm just gonna put Kimbo in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That, that literally what Cage right there said that it was Tank. Tank was drunk after at least um, his Oleg Tektara fight. I think it was. I forget who. He was definitely drunk during one of his fights. It's when he tried to grab the microphone from Jeff Blotnick or some shit. He tried to get on the mic, 
And yeah, he was roasted for that whole fight. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We got, we got another question here. Whoa, who would you give your okay. boxers? Okay. Oh, boxers. I have. Okay. Definitely. Like, what? Like, man, there's two boxers that just are like up there for me. So I'm going to start with those two guys. Um, I used to mimic the shit out of this dude. Like, try to fucking fight like him. Uh, Arturo Gatti. Arturo Gatti, man. Round nine he had. That guy was a fucking Gatti animal. Gatti was an animal. Yes, he was. Gatti. And then the goal of goals would have to be uh, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Always. Yeah. You know? We're going to have to throw in Juan Marquez. Another great one. Juan Marquez fucking savage. And for the last one, you know, just because he dethroned in the the, the, it was a point where he was really, really good, man. And he's not the one we see now online, Oscar de la Hoya. Yeah. Uh, He was, uh, I mean, now he's a whole nother trip. He's like a (laughs) (laughs) man. But I'm talking about in the nineties. Yes. In the nineties. Golden boy era. Yeah. Golden boy era. Like, man, you know, yeah, I guess those, those will be my four, man. Love it, love it. Oh man, we'll throw Butterbean in the bottom of the rocks. Too, <laughs> <laughs> Butterbean, man, his transition to MMA was a wild one. When he was yeah, out there getting and he was like, <laughs> and he was like two hundred pounds bigger than when he was before. He was a fucking legitimate Butterbean. He went, he went this two hundred pounds this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, like, like once he fell, you know, he couldn't get up. You know, was, yeah. So that was kind of yeah that that's that wasn't a good transition if you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have gone there. I know, right? I don't know how the body works, but damn, we didn't expect that. To Those leg kicks had to hurt. Those leg kicks had to fucking hurt, man. Oh man! And then would so when you went from amateur to to training on what what you took first? So like I mean. I don't know, you know, besides you know, amateur boxing, besides boxing, I didn't do amateur boxing, no amateur boxing, none of that. Anything, no. so you Every- went straight forward with everything overall, yeah, just straight from my mom's backyard. My little brother, my little brother is a good fucking boxer, man. but we trained ourselves, we taught ourselves in the backyard. Like, we looked, we had to video game the first BK UFC Undisputed, and oh. the coaching in that game would be like combos. I would copy those combos, whatever. <laughs> I'd go to the back and do the combos and the back. Like we trained our like we were like we would see something in UFC, we'll see a move we like, and we'd immediately imitate it together. Like, let's see, let's try it. Let's try that Superman. So yeah, man, we went from a backyard straight to pro pay-per-view, my first fight, dude. You know? Yeah, definitely, man. But then so from there you you go to Mexico to train as well. So how's the training out there like too, Damien? Like how it's <laughs> But different here than when you went, you know, with Joey. So when I was here with Joey, we were in Miami. It was just too expensive for me. Uh, you know, I was I wanted to focus way more on my training than I had to like focus on making the money for the rent living there, making the money I owe here. So uh, Joey understood. Joey still corners me. We still could be at keep in contact. We hit up each other all the time. Like, hey, can I look for each, look out for Como Stas house? You know, his wife is fighting this week coming weekend. Joey, uh, Brent. Beltran, saludos a los Beltranes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their fight, they're coming back. I was her corner for the first fight they had with uh, with that girl, Tennessee Gangster. And I'm not there this time, but I know they know I'm there at heart and they're going to fucking take it. But Mexico, um, I at first, 
I only went for three weeks to Zacatecas. Mm-hmm. I traded altitude. It was fuck. I liked it. Um, the style is pretty, you know, same Mexican style, Ford, Ford, Ford. And then I came back and then I found a healer in Sayulita, in Sayulita Nayarit. Okay. And I made friends with townspeople and the owners and people started trying to sponsor me. So I stayed there at Quilombo MMA Fitness in Sayurita Nayarit. Shout out to Christian Valverde. Uh, took me in, uh, helped me with a bit of my mental. And he's like, just stay and keep grinding until your fight comes up. So it is different, man. The heat, uh, the support, you know, being a Chicano, uh, they either... Eres pocho or eres raza, you know? Exacto, yeah. So when I went, it was that uh, I was living there with them. I wasn't going out doing tourist shit. I was there just training, and uh, they took me in. The pueblito was like, yeah, fuck you, yeah, you represent this. So uh, enseñándole a, a México, uno que no nada más yo soy mexicano ni hablo español. Sí lo hablo. Allá viví un año. Quiero regresar. Uh, just got to wait till my eye gets better so I could go back. So the... the I think it helps the trading a lot, man, being away. When I'm gone, uh, I miss my moms. I miss my brother. I miss my family. You know, I miss just my mom's food when she cooks. I'm having a bad day. I miss my friends that are here that could tell me, hey, come to the bar and just come have a drink or come kick it. And I'm away from everything, sore, tired, and, you know, no sexual activity. I just focus fully on fighting, no relationships. And I get fucking mad. I'm like, it's because of this motherfucker in front of me. I can't see my family. It's because of him. So when I see him, I'm going to fucking hurt him. And then after, I'm going to go home and see my family. So, yeah, yeah, that it helps. It helps me mentally. I I, I, I don't like being too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I get what you mean. Yeah. You just want to continue. Like, like how you mentioned, you know, you want to be the energizer, buddy. Continue. Keep going. Keep yeah. trying to get better and better. Daily, because you want to get to that point. I mean, you're get you're you're almost there. I mean, shit. We just no, well, we just want you to have the belt, man. Already, fuck. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? That's all we need. We need a fourth one, la raza, the community, Mexican community, baby. We need a fourth, yeah, fourth Mexican champion, baby. Why not? In a we're getting. We're gonna get, like I said, man. VKFC wants to put Dawson for a belt, and he can't come to 135. I mean, we'll take a butt at 125. I'm all up for it, but you know, put that belt on the line, pay us. Yeah, so bring it. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Go ahead, director. What you got, director? Yeah. So okay, you have. There's a little seven minute documentary on your life that's I found on YouTube, uh, and then you mentioned a couple minutes ago about your donations to taco trucks and being in what I consider the best food in the world capital of Los Angeles and the best food truck capital of the world. After a fight, let's say you fight near your home, you leave the arena. What taco truck are you going to? And I think I saw you have an arcade game in your house. Oh, yeah. Right next to him right there. (laughs) You play the UFC Undisputed game, which I play. What taco truck are you going to? And what video game are you playing to chill after a long fight? Or a short fight. Fuck it. Uh, Let me see. If I'm going to eat Mexican food and I'm in L.A., I'd rather eat it at my mom's place, you know? That's my food. But if I'm in Mexico and I'm in Sayulita... You bet your ass out. I'm going. I'm way up. mucho bueno. We have mucho mucho bueno friends restaurant there. I'm gonna get myself some atun tirado, some taquitos right there. I'm gonna definitely do some karaoke. <laughs> 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 I'm do doing, they do it the brass, right? You got karaoke up there. Karaoke, karaoke, the brass. Okay, that's that's my thing. You know, if I'm not fighting. I'm singing or dancing. That's right. And then a game that I will play after. 
it would either be uh two games I'm actually hooked on right now. Sons of the Forest, chill out, build some shit, oh, kill some yeah. cannibals. People of the Forest. Or um GTA roleplay. I roleplay uh, a Cholito named Chucho. And I'd be <laughs> like, what? I'd be like, what's wrong? Perro ain't she? So I got... <laughs> that's some food's going wild shit right there. I know. <laughs> and then we have a gang. And they're like, what's your gang then? We're like, we're FGS. What's FGS? Food's gone wild. So, <laughs> so, 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 down to the food. So we started using it like, what's up, Perro? Where you from? Food's gone wild. Ha-ha. You know? Like, <laughs> that's, fucking, that's so great. UFC Undisputed 3 is the best fucking game ever made for MMA or boxing. I'm, I'm really sad. So I played that game every day since it came out, and they just took the servers offline in February. No. So I cannot play it online anymore. And I I have my record screenshotted for my own because I'm a, you know, I don't fight. I play video games. So I was just like, fuck, it's going offline tomorrow. I'm screenshot my record just so I have my own little nerdy video game trophy. But uh, I can't get into the new ones, the, the, um, I, the four. Just, I didn't like the, four. the controls don't make sense to me. It's they're too wobbly and it doesn't look right. Like, this I didn't, did I like thing. all of them? I like them off in their own way, but this last one, I just cannot get into. Yeah, it's too slow. on the front. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just not it's it's too awkward. Slow. Like, I understand it's a video game and they want realism, but it's also a fucking video game, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let us have some fucking fun here. Like, bring back Pride Mode. I mean, BK- I remember telling BKFC, because uh, there's rumors about the game. It's been two years of rumoring the video game, the video game. And, I'm, and they're like, who do you think they're going to put in the video game? And I remember a bunch of people were like, and Nessio Diaz will have unlimited fucking cardio in that game like fucking uh, so dude if bkfc decides to make this fucking video game david Feldman, hire the thq guys from ufc3 and yes. you will have the best fucking fighting game that will ever come out and you'll put ea games in deep shit they'll be like yes. oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, really. Dropping them balls for me. And I'm, so I'm mr Feldman, hire the thq crew i'm sure they're easy to find Put me in the game, put me on the cover, put my mustache. There you go, baby. Yes, baby. Oh, hell yeah. No. Get a petition for sure. If there was two people I could train with, who would it be? Why? Uh, I definitely like to train with Brandon Moreno's team. I actually trained with one of his Muay Thai coaches uh, in Pedro Joya in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, um, he, he's one of his corners. Uh, really cool coach, but he's always traveling. Uh, I would like he, he, Brandon Moreno trains with uh, Masion Fuller, Fullen, and uh, and Pitbull Rojo. So they have a really good solid team. So if I could train with the group of Perros Bravos, it'll be those guys for sure. And another person, if I could train, Steven Seagal. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. If I could train with another, another fighter, uh, I mean, taking something from either Juan Marquez or Julio Cesar Chavez to have, you know what? Nah, like those guys are cool, but like, if I want to go into, I'll do Mike Tyson. You know, Mike Tyson is a oh, fucking yeah. savage, dude. Savage, bro. savage ass. But yeah, I'd go with Mike Tyson. Those hooks, that peekaboo style. I'd like to learn that yeah. shit, like that. Yeah, those those two definitely. Oh man, Tyson's active, man. He's fucking back, kind of. So let's let's make it happen, dude. Well, I saw when he fucking fought. Uh, what was his name? 
Oh, when he fought Roy Jones. Dude, oh. he looked great still. Yeah. And he wanted me to keep fighting. And Roy Jones was like, nah, dude, uh, we're done. We're, we're done. done. <laughs> Oh, and that was an exhibition fight too, I believe. And yeah, it was, yeah, there was no winners. I, I watched Tyson on podcast recently, and you know he's at the time like between his last fight and before this fight, he was very chill, very relaxed, very tranquilo. And then on podcasts after he signed the contract for the fight, you're like, oh, there's Iron. There's there's a guy that I, people were terrified of in the 80s and 90s. He's back. I'm like, like that's gonna be bad news. He should have fought right after that because he was ready. They didn't give him a fight. I yeah. Mean. I'd see him. I mean, I'd be cool with him fighting Jake Paul. He'd probably fuck Jake Paul. Oh. He's too much of a fucking beast, dude. Yeah, he ain't taking no dives, no no paychecks for any loss. No, sure. he yeah. like he. I nah, and like, you know, it'd be <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's a scary. Just, I think when you think intimidating, just Mike Tyson right in front of you with gloves, man. That's. They'll eat that, your children, for sure. That guy's a fucking killer. Yes. You know? And he's like the nicest guy now in the world. So it makes it scary because he just, you know, once the bell rings, he's not he's not Mike Tyson. He's Mike Tyson, you know? Like, he... Yeah, 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 nah. <laughs> oh, man. But before, you know, I'll ask my last question and I'll pass it to, to Chris. Yeah, I mean... What would be the best if a uh, let's say someone comes in, you know, like someone like you know anybody that wants to get in this world, you know, in the world of the sport of MMA? What would be what would be the advice you could give them, or what would be the best the best advice you could give them if they want to enter into this world? I know that yourself that you mentioned that you you really got into the game late, but you know what? I'll be real. Age is not a, is only a number. It's not about yeah. fucking age. That's fucking real. I'm keeping it real right now with that. You know, and you are an inspiration. I'll tell you that. You, I love what you do. That's why, you know, I wanted to come on because, man, you and I, I mean, even though, of course, we're different, but we grew up in a neighborhood that, you know, for someone like you to inspire, I commend you. Bro. I, I really do. Yes, and, yes. and I'm going to keep spreading the word for you no matter what. I'm, you know, I'm a fan already. Big fan, bigger fan now. And we appreciate it. I appreciate you, and the community of South Central appreciates it and continue. And I hope, yeah, we can need to have it in SEO gym for sure coming in the near future. Oh, yeah, but, 100%. Oh, yeah. But what would be the best advice you give to anybody who wants to get into the game of the sport of MMA? Um, Definitely one of the for cardio, work on your fucking cardio, definitely. Hey, no, just work on your cardio. Uh, but another thing is market yourself, you know. Uh, the person you market, I I market myself at my I market myself as myself because I am this person. Um, be real, man. You want to attract a community that's gonna be like minded, not your alter ego. You know, you're just an angry motherfucker. You're gonna attract people that are gonna talk shit to your opponent like, the way you 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 play yourself off. You know, so uh, be you. Uh, if you're really serious about it, go in for it 100%. And you're going to be broke. You're going to be hungry. You're going to, you know, have to stop talking to some women that are distracting you. You know who they are. Mm -hmm. You fucking know who they are. Mm -hmm. And the day that you, you, that's the hardest drug to leave right there. <laughs> the day that you say I am fully 100% in, that's the day you're going to see results. You give out what you put out. You know, you get, you take back what you put out. So you're not, if you're only putting the bare minimum into your dream, you're only going to get the bare minimum back. It's nothing in a dream. You know, you want to, you want to 
fucking go full blast through. So uh, prepare yourself for sacrifice. Be ready for it. And when you're going for it, going for it, ready to kill, man. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Director, any any last questions? Close yeah. So you mentioned the eye injury in that fight with uh, Thompson. It looked rough. Are you on a, what I guess, injured list where you can't even discuss a uh, future opponent? Or do you have something in the works that we can look forward to? I mean, they, dude, honestly, the fucking times they've given me a fight that I'm going to fight, I don't end up fighting that fight. Three weeks before the fight, they finally changed the name on a contract against. So I'll say it now and I'll say it whatever. I don't give a fuck who it is, where where it's at. If we're gonna, if he goes left, I go left. He goes right, I go right. Uh, I don't care. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight. You're gonna you're coming into a fight. When you fight me, you will remember that fight. It's not gonna be an easy fight. Uh, line them up, send the contracts, just pay me. Uh, and I'm fucking ready. It doesn't matter. I know I'm ranked number three, so I'm no no easy fights are coming my way. Unlike other fighters that pick their easy fights, you know they just get easy fights. They only fight fighters. I'm fucking going for the big shit. I'm going for legacy and a belt. So I want people to remember me as one of the most entertaining fighters that ever stepped in there. So uh, line them up. I don't care who it is. Just pay me. Love it, Henry Hill. Yeah. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> right. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, man. But I appreciate you very much, brother, for taking the time. Before we let you go, uh, just let the people know where can they find you. Let them know. Shout out your social media. Tell them where they can find you, where can they follow you, and follow this journey with, you know, alongside with you, brother. And once again, thank you for taking the time. And hopefully we get, get you back on, man. And hopefully I can see you for again. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's gonna have he's gonna have about twelve pounds right here next time you have him on. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Twelve pounds of gold. I want to see that. That's, that's gold. <laughs> happen, We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen. Uh, we just want to give a big thanks to everybody. It's like you guys have had me on. Thank you guys very much. Uh, everybody that's been helping me and supporting me. Every I, you know, I I literally my camps have been funded by the people, which is why I'm still in Southern Chile, still in little towns in Mexico, uh, Sayulita my coaches, everybody who's helped me out, my little brother, my family. Um, just a big thank you to everyone, you know. Uh, if you guys want to see my stuff, my name is David El Nesio Diaz. You can find El Nesio Diaz on Instagram or fucking TikTok. I'm also, I also do TikTok. I'd be like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, have, I have inspirational TikToks. And uh, there's actually... Uh, doing a little docu-series we postponed we're still working on it it's going to be a couple of episodes it's called blood sweat and tears the first episode is on youtube um it was uh started off of my last fight and you know we're working on it still so check it out david el necio diaz on all platforms uh thank you guys very much for your support all your love and uh let's go perros we're not stopping yet we're not stopping here ladies and gentlemen no it doesn't stop here that is for sure but no but muchas gracias por todo hermano por uh you know para venir acá te rosco mucho y te aprecio te quiero mucho and i'm gonna keep you know supporting your ass get you up there we want next time have your ass here with that fucking belt at 12 pounds of gold right here yes, uh, and we need to have that because hey man I, i'm excited i'm i'm just seeing your career, man, blasting off, brother. I wish you nothing to continue to thrive for it and get what you need to get to, brother. We're going to support you along the way no matter what. And, hey, we're there. We're there. Muchas yeah. gracias. Yeah, any sponsors that are interested, just slide in my DMs. That's slide right. in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. 
Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All you want to follow, you know, Ignacio David Diaz is right below the description on our channel. Follow him on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, Facebook. It's all yes, there sir. right below. Follow this man and, and follow his journey as he is going to be heading into winning that BFKFC championship, baby, because we're going to be alongside with him. So all the way, that's for sure. I thought fight in L.A. will be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In LA, I'll be there. I'll be there. We're the forum and we're there. Oh, yeah, we're fucking That'd there. Great. <laughs> Thank yeah. you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Man. Thank you. you. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, anybody that's watching this on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, for all you sports fans, with the next 30 minutes, there will be a live, of course, Roto Slappers episode coming to you, hosted by your, by your boy Streets, as he'll be doing the NFL Fantasy Draft coming up because, you know, MLB is starting. So make sure you hang on tight. Jump on the next 30 minutes on Roto Slappers. They'll be coming on in a few in the next 30 minutes. Jump on that. If you want to get your fantasy baseballs ready, he is the man to tell you who to get, who to not get. So make sure you tune in for that. And we appreciate you all once again for watching us here all over the Twitch, YouTube, Discord. We appreciate you all, guys. And we catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>